Berkshire Football Stories is sponsored by Berks County Football Club. The Swords are now ground sharing for the 2020-21 season at Binfield FC. If you're looking for your football fix in the area, check out Berks County's fixture list and head down to Hill Farm Lane this season to see local players striving for promotion. You can see all the latest fixtures, results and much more at www.barkscountyfc.com. Hi everybody and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories podcast. Uh, we've decided to do something a bit different because we haven't had a good podcast for ages, um, despite Rob, the last one being a really excellent chat we had with uh, Pat Chambers, the Hungerford Town chairman. Um, that was great. It was some really good insight into what's going on behind the scenes at Hungerford. But for a variety of reasons, mostly my internet being absolutely dreadful since we've moved out to the leafy, leafy village of Burfield. Uh Although we do now have super fast broadband, so you know, yeah, there we go. We thought we'd do just kind of a have a bit of a chat about what's going on. So um, I've already alluded to the fact that Rob Davis is joining me today. Um, we're also hello. Joined... Oh, hello, hey Rob. I won't... Hello, Rob, <laughs> Rob sounds excellent because he's got a new microphone for Christmas. Um, a big shout out to Bob Bacon who messaged me every time he listens to one of our podcasts saying, "Can Rob please get a mic?" Okay. It's got one. <laughs> I didn't realize it was uh, getting negative comments. I yeah. didn't well, it was only one and I didn't want to I didn't want to get you down. I didn't want to put you on <laughs> joining yeah, me on these. my confidence. Yes. Well, hopefully Bob's happy now. You're a big game player. Big game player, Rob. <laughs> so, um we're also joined by uh Football in Berkshire's women's football correspondent and if that wasn't enough of a mouthful. No, mouthful. Um Abby Tyshurst. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. How are you? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, uh, good. Nervous because a uh, big game tonight, but yeah, good. I was going to say, um, obviously, <laughs> by the time most people will have listened to this, I presume you will have already played said big game. But but what's happening tonight? Who do you play for? Remind us. Uh, I play for S4K FC Barks County Ladies. Another good mouthful there. Yes. <laughs> yes, Snappy. <indeed>. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, the Forks is probably an easier way to describe yes. it. Um, yes, and we are playing Mortimer Ladies this evening. Um, we're in a little kind of three-way battle with them and Taplo at the top of our division right now. So it's a big game. Excellent. That's that's exciting. It, if I remember rightly, there was a pretty horrific injury, which is why this game is going ahead on a Thursday night. The Mortimer goalkeeper suffered a, uh, a pretty horrendous sounding injury you you were there weren't you yeah yeah so it was kind of so we had a free kick it was we were 11 minutes into the game free kick hit the crossbar and then yeah next thing we know she's kind of on the floor yeah it was awful to kind of be there yeah, yeah. um acl and mcl so that's a bad one for yeah, yeah. That's, well our, our thoughts and best wishes go uh yeah. to mortimer's goalkeeper do, do we know her name this is dreadful charlie Charlie, if you're listening, Charlie, uh, we are. Think I've painted my back wall, by the way, uh, Mortimer yellow, just out of respect. So, uh, uh, that's my cue to leave. Yes, sorry, <laughs> yeah. my my fault. Uh, right now, we will address the elephant in the room of an absolutely enormous game of football that's taking place on Saturday. Uh, we will address that, um, but. Firstly, before before we before we bring you in to that, we're going to talk about some women's football. Um, it so happens that Abby's here to do that because otherwise, um, I think I think Rob and I, you know, we have a good 
a good understanding of, of what's going on. We we know a little bit about uh, about the game. You know, we 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 like football, um, but if there was anyone you were going to talk to women's football about within Berkshire, and in fact, currently I believe in the whole of the United Kingdom, <laughs> Abby is the woman that we need. You're getting recognised all over the place, Abby. I think you said to me just last week, the Caversham Lino said to you, are you Abby from football in Berkshire? Uh, yes, he did. That makes me sound really like up myself, doesn't it? Oh yeah, well, I got recognised, but yes, you, no, you are in t- Lino did ask me. You, um, you completely are. <laughs> Well, well yeah, lie. me and those 45 other people wondering who I am, yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that was really nice, actually. I'd kind of just come off the pitch and I was just kind of sitting, catching my breath. And he was like, are you from women's football? I was like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> kind of sheepishly there, like, yeah. but yeah, no, that uh, did happen. And um, the first thing <laughs> on my list I wanted to ask you about, Abby, uh, Reading FC women. Yes. What's going on? It, it, is it just me or is the season sort of petering out for them and there's a few retirements going on? What's going, what's going on? Yeah, so, I mean, can't really talk about Reading and not talk about Farrah, can we? No. <clears throat> uh, legend of the game, isn't she? What a player, by the way. Yeah, just there's, there's too many good adjectives yeah. to use for her, really, isn't there? And I am terrible at not using enough adjectives. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, if we can offer any up, yeah, go for it. Yeah, no, just, I, yeah, a bit kind of speechless with how to describe her. She just really is so phenomenal, isn't she? Just, there's not, I don't think there's really anything she hasn't done, to be honest, in the women's game. Kind of, she's got every kind of kind of cup that you can think of. She's done the Olympics. She's kind of done the Euros, done the World Cups, just everything you can think of. Kind of most capped, an MBE, everything. It, it was it was an interesting one because it was, it was I, I, I wrote up a quick piece in your name and, um, and I was going through our honours and I thought, I just assumed she'd won everything. I, I thought she's not won half as much as a player of her ability should. And that does, that obviously that happens. But, mm. um, you know, you only have to look at Harry Kane, for example. Trophies, none. Not but, that I can think of. <laughs> no, but, you know, so, you know, it does, I just, I, I figured. Uh, in third uh, in a two horse race against Leicester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I thought possibly she's not got as many team trophies as as I maybe thought she had. But um, just is, is there a moment that really stands out, especially in a Reading shirt from her for you? Mm, she's just had so many. That's the thing. Like she just really kind of re-energised the team when she came in. <clears throat> and I think kind of even Kelly Chambers has talked about how she was kind of like nervous to meet her. Like, like you're the genuinely there's just so many like amazing goals that she scores she just scores ridiculous goals sometimes so I mean the penalty that she scored most recently in the I think it was the Birmingham game that was a pretty nice penalty to be fair she's a solid penalty taker so none of that faffing around of running and run-ups and stuff like that just straight boshes it in the in the back of the net so yeah like I said there's just so many kind of standout kind of goals that she's scored and kind of important goals as well a lot of the time for Reading in the last kind of couple of seasons yeah I don't think I can pick one um, so from from hundreds of goals to uh, to one goal, uh, <laughs> you you, um, you scored your your first your first senior first ever just in any form of yeah. obviously aside from maybe training. Have you scored a goal in training? I realise yeah. I'm not I, many actually. To be fair, <laughs> I, I was I was going to say if anybody thinks I'm I'm taking the mick out of Abby, I I am um, definitely am. Yeah, but uh, you. Yeah. 
you you you're quite new to actually playing football and you've written a lovely piece recently in the in a in a magazine called the grassroots post about why you took up football um i don't i don't necessarily want to make you cry on on your first okay. appearance on our podcast but uh, it was really like talking about your mum and um and you know why you decided to get involved so, so to score your first goal um especially as you've been put up front um and, and that seems to be your position now what what did what emotions did you go through um first i'd just like to apologize to the goalkeeper and the defenders because i did actually just scream <laughs> Verb, like it's in their faces as well like they probably a lot of them are probably thinking I don't know where the arrogance has come from this because I'll be honest in my head I envisioned a proper like 30 yard screamer or just some kind of big trick but in reality I just kind of launched myself after Megan our actual proper striker and had a go and it kind of come off out, out the keeper's hands and I was like right the ball's there I'm going for it and I I don't even know what part of me actually scored the goal if I'm honest but yeah it was in the back of the net and like yeah just screamed and I kind of forgot that you kind of go and celebrate with your teammates as well yes Rob <laughs> oh look he's got a fancy <laughs> no, I was just going to ask you've recently become a striker haven't you yeah so well so like Tom said I uh, only started playing football recently so probably around yeah so we're in May now aren't we? so two years ago I started playing football kind of um, April 2019 was when I joined Crowform <clears throat> and I started as a left back there and I just sort of kind of divvered about there. And then we used to play a lot with um, just nine, nine, nine uh, members of the team. So I end up in like um, a CDM as well, which is not a position I am meant for at all. Um, <laughs> I have no pace whatsoever. And just, yeah, that tracking back just is not happening. Um, so, yeah, I kind of turned up to uh, S4K and I was like, I've, I've played left back, but I don't know if that means I am. So I kind of played a kind of sort of defensive role, sort of at S4K. And I've just con- kind of crept forward. And yeah, now I'm kind of playing in a striker position. So, yeah, just, I d- yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Was that creep forward um, intentional or have you just done it without your manager noticing? Uh, no, I haven't done the creeping. I've been directed in that direction, in that, in that kind of position. <laughs> okay, okay. Although I say that, I did play four different positions in that game on Sunday. So I did, I actually crept backwards, in fact. So I kind of started at striker, then I was off for a little bit, then I was back on again. And then I was kind of down the right wing, which is not a natural position for you at all either, because I'm left footed as well. So I like that is completely, <laughs> and like if you've seen either of our wingers as well, Kia and Claudia, they're both like rapid and I am not rapid at all. So yeah. And then I kind of moved into, yeah, then I was in CDM again. I don't know why I keep ending up there. And then eventually I was at left back. So yeah, I've just played a little bit of everywhere. Excellent. Um, Abby, on my notes list, you've you've added two notes. Uh, I just want you to cover these. Just you've got you've got thirty seconds to cover these. The um, the TVC WFL, which I believe is the Thames Valley Counties Women's Football League, they've had a unanimous vote about something. What's that? Yeah. So kind of obviously everybody was thinking our oh, seasons were going to get kind of curtailed and stuff like that because well, so three to six in the tier kind of got binned off. Well, we shouldn't say binned off, should we? It was curtailed. Um, but no, so kind of yeah. tier seven kind of county leagues seem to be the only ones that sort of have carried on going ahead. And my my league is one of those. Um, <clears throat> so we had the SGM on the 22nd of March and yeah, it was a unanimous vote. Kind of everybody was sort of like, how are we going to figure this out? It was a lot of, you know, well, you know what league meetings are like. It's just a lot of like everybody yeah. trying to have a word kind of thing. And there's, there's 81 teams in my league as well. So that's a lot of people with a lot of opinions. Um, so eventually we just did a, well, if you if you object, 
say you object, but if not, stay silent. And everybody stayed silent. So yeah, it was a unanimous decision to kind of restart the season. So from that weekend, kind of it kicked off again. And yeah, it's a really exciting season, actually, it seems to be for the league. Everyone's kind of cramming in games and stuff like that. But yeah, there's lots of uh, exciting things happening. So I think Tilehurst are probably going to finish top three in Division 1. Um, then there's my division, which has got eight of the nine teams in it are all kind of Berkshire teams. So obviously there's lots of ex- lots exciting things happening in my division. And, and as I said, me in S4K and Mortimer and then Taplow were in a kind of three horse race for that kind of final kind of position. So, yeah, um, it's definitely one to watch there. And even even in de- the development division, actually. So Fatcham and Shinfield are both kind of vying for third place, really. Um and weirdly enough, they've actually got exactly the same kind of stats across the board. So they've all they've both played 13 games. They've won four, drawn three and lost six. So they're both like dead, dead heat on 15 points. So, yeah, that'll be an interesting one to see who kind of nabs third place there. But yeah, that's the kind of Thames Valley roundup for you. And you've got you've got um, about five seconds. Sorry, Rob, you have a question. Oh, I was just going to say how like you came from um, Crowthorn last year where it's fair to say it probably wasn't the uh, uh, most successful league season for your side. <laughs> and now you're in a uh, title, p- potential title race, you yeah. know, and you've got a big game tonight. How are you feeling about all of that? It's mental, really, to see the kind of, I've kind of, the trajectory is insane. That I've kind of got, yeah, well, as you say, I mean, we were awful at Crowform. As I said, we had kind of 19. I didn't say that. Fred <laughs> Fair team we kind of finished it like to be honest Corona was a blessing for us really because we were just yeah a shambles and we finished with what we had one point um so yeah and then to kind of switch to being part of S4K yes yeah just a completely opposite kind of different team so yeah it just yeah it's interesting it's kind of nice to have been part of both really and actually I'm slightly glad that I kind of did start in a kind of average team I guess kind of launched myself into women's football with that I'm, I think maybe it would have been a bit overwhelming possibly if I'd started at S4K because they are just so great that's not a bad reflection on them at all um but yeah I think that maybe yeah it would have been a, t- a bit more of a struggle if I'd begun there really so it's kind of quite nice that I started at a kind of lower level I suppose you could say nice. um, and you've got literally 10 seconds to talk about the SRWFL sub cup <laughs> Okay, so as I said, um, three to six tiers got kind of curtailed. So that includes our southern region. Um, And so Woodley, not Newbury, Tilehurst and then Ascot, they all kind of entered the sub cup that uh, the league decided to put on. As far as I know, none of them have made it through. I think the semi-final is actually teamed outside of Berkshire, but I think they'll be now entered into a plate cup. So, yeah, there's still potential for some silverware for our three of the four Berkshire teams in that league. A plate cup? Yes. What the hell is that? <laughs> I think it's just the one below, like a, a, like a normal cup. <laughs> a plate that's a cup. Is it like when you get one of those mugs that's attached to the saucer? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe that should be what it is. Okay. I know they're going to have one. So we were supposed to be having one part of the Thames Valley thing. So we were going to have like a normal kind of cup within the league. And then, yeah, there would have been a plate cup. On Basically, if you get knocked out of the first cup, yeah. you go into the it's plate supplementary, cup. supplementary, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, okay, thank you, Abby. Uh, Rob, you've been going to games. You've been watching games. You've not been playing. Yeah, been doing, well, nothing you've not been, quite you've as interesting been, as yeah. what Abby's been saying. <laughs> you've um, you've you've sort of you've been kind of just just watching from afar. Um, Abby's been doing the interesting stuff of actually kicking a football around. Yeah, um, watching as well. Well, yes, that's true. That's true. Um, 
So where where have you been going, Rob? Um, well, obviously, uh, you're fairly restricted still yes. with the kind of games you can go to. So it, it's been mainly uh, Step 7 and around that area, um, the games that are taking place on public land, um, you're allowed to go and watch at the moment. So uh, I've been seeing a lot of uh, Thames Valley Premier League games mainly um, and seeing a lot of the teams from there. Um yeah, I've seen two or three really good games so far. That step seven um, is quite a fun level. You've got teams of, I think it's fair to say, differing abilities. You've got, for example, at the top of the league, uh, Barks County seem to be storming away with it. And I've seen them play against another uh, strong side in Newbury and Barks County, even though they were playing the top of the division clash, won 4-0 in that game. Um, and But you also get a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of incident in these games. You know, there's uh, quite often... Some a lot of goals, a lot of maybe sendings off or sin binnings, and uh, yeah, quite a lot going on. Uh, so yeah, it's usually quite good fun to go to these games and uh, check out uh, what they have to offer. It's it's been I've been, I've been to a couple of myself, and it's been really. I don't know if you find this in uh, in your games, Abby, but one of the things that I've found that, that that I'd forgotten all about, but is incredibly irritating and it's annoying me a lot, is just the amount of whinging and moaning at the referee that goes on uh, and it's it's not just I find that quite step- funny <laughs> yeah i do i do to a, i do to an extent but sort of when it's when it starts with minute one and it's still going on it in the 90th minute and i i, I kind of just think and it's not just step seven you know this is this is all through non-league um the amount of 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 jipping at the ref is just it's it's a, and and at times it can it can be before the not necessarily before the foul has been committed but you know before the foul has finished being committed there's you know the, the people are all the ref and you just I did hear one one ref I think this was at Burfield v Westwood the other week Rob and I think the ref said give me a chance just yeah <laughs> it's it's just really starting to get on my nerves and and I I've noticed a couple of teams that keep quiet have actually done very well. Yeah, um, I, that uh, that Burfield game was great. Yeah. Uh, Westwood were down to nine men at one yes. point, weren't they? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can kind of see where I'm going. There for, I think. Yeah, Abby, is that something that that you found happens a lot at your level? No, I don't think so. I think it's actually just generally less prominent in women's football, really. We're just kind of a little bit more just get on with it and let the ref do what they've got to do kind of thing. I think you do get it like now and then, obviously, and kind of people will kind of play to the ref. But I definitely think it's less of a thing in in the women's game just generally, really. As a subsection of that, I do really enjoy it when uh, a player or a manager is is complaining about something or other and it turns out they don't actually know what the rule is and I think the, the one the other week Rob that we saw was the, the the manager didn't know how long the sin bin was nor yeah. how the timing for the sin bin worked and he was getting really irate about the fact that his player wasn't back on and I said well no it's time played not the fact that 10 minutes has just passed and someone spent five minutes rolling around on the floor injured so um, yeah. it was it was that was funny but yeah, um, and the TVPL schedule is is very tight. I spoke to Martin Law, the chairman. He said, "Look, it's really tight. We've got to try and get the games in. Um, if teams can't play, um, it's 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 a scrub fixture. It, the, the wind goes to the other side, but there's no fines or anything like that. Um, if you mm. can't play, we understand. But it, it's it looks tight. Have you have has have you noticed anything about that? As it as the quality sort of, you know, we're talking step seven football. Quality is a is a 
is sort of an elusive term. I think it's just a case, do you see a good game or, or do you not see a... And and I hate using the word quality because I, th- I do think, unless you're watching Manchester City every week, um, yeah. quality of football is not a reason for watching any football. Um, yeah. And so I, I hate the fact that I've just spent about 30 seconds talking about quality but do, do you know what i mean have you have you has it, has it made any difference to the matches you've watched do you think um i don't think so far i think um initially uh maybe uh, teams were looking a little bit rusty but a lot of them have played played three games in a week now there's match days on saturdays mondays and wednesdays yeah so you can you can quite um obviously there have three games in five days pretty much um but i think to be honest the more recently, the games have been a bit better. Initially, I went to one or two that were a bit, bit drab, and it, but you know I'd been in lockdown for whatever it is four months, so I was just happy to be out the house. Uh, whereas uh, no, now latterly at the weekend, for example, I went to um, uh, uh, Weybridge uh, against uh, Finch Hampstead, and or Weymouth, sorry, not Weybridge uh, against Finch, Finch Hampstead, and uh, yeah, that was a great game, three two to Finch Hampstead, and uh, yeah. Uh, Weymouth came right back into it towards the end. Nice little village to go and visit. And uh, yeah, a lovely day, really. So I, I still I really don't think I've got the name of that team right. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> what, you see, are you saying Weymouth? Uh, oh, Weybridge? Do you mean Raysbury? Raysbury. There we go. Sorry. Right. <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. And this is going to uh, mark me out as a man of the people. Uh, Weybridge is a... Um, when I used to row when I was younger, Weybridge were a competitive rowing club uh, <laughs> that I used to uh, compete against quite regularly. So that's why that's stuck in my head. So, yeah. Man of the people, Rob Davis. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Oh, dear. Boy, uh, um, rowing so days. Do we, do we think Barks County are, are running away with that title? You've got, you've got Finch around them. Yeah. Uh, a couple, a couple <laughs> of other teams pretty... around them. Yeah, uh, they had a surprise... Uh, defeat fairly recently didn't they but yes. um, generally I think they're they're running away with that title and um, what well, well, they've they're okay they're on level points with Finch Hampstead but they have played three fewer games so you know I think having they've only dropped points in two games so far this season and uh, yeah I think they're going to be they're going to run away with it basically and they may well get promoted at the end of the season as well or not quite promoted but elected into step six so with a bit of luck, they could have a very successful end of season. Good stuff. Right. Let's um, let's get right bang up today. Let's talk about <laughs> Binfield Football Club, the FA Vars, the semi-final. Um, I want to just be a little bit careful because I know, um, I don't, I, you know, I, I'm not, doorbell, hang on a sec. <laughs> Amazon delivery, the 400th Amazon delivery of the year, probably. Yeah, I oh, I guess he's editing this together. Then I, I thought we Probably. were just uh, recording out flat out. <laughs> so did I? I was about to oh. start rambling about something there. Oh yeah, I you could got, uh, I could go on a Reading Women rant if you wanted. Oh, I was going to talk about uh, Farrah Williams as well and how she spent the first six years or well six years of her early career she was uh, uh, homeless. I yeah, was reading about that fairly recently. It's amazing to think of you know where she's come from there to where she ended up that was mm-hmm. you know not only is she an incredible player she's had to do it against such a backdrop of adversity so yeah, yeah. can you imagine being at arsenal they're like 
like yeah. the pinnacle of women's football at that point as well. And she was like, yeah, I didn't actually know I was going to sleep after. Like, she probably finished like playing an FA Cup game and gone, I don't actually know if I've got a bed tonight. It's yeah. mad. It's yeah. Nuts. Yep. Anyway, I'm back. Um, do I need to edit that? Shall I just leave it? Uh, <laughs> you could do. I feel, I feel like... <laughs> Maybe you want for you to go back and listen to. I feel like in the interests of, um, you know, a sort of at-home podcast, I feel like, you know, doorbell rings, you go and answer it's it. And then, yeah, exactly, just, yeah. yeah, as long as you weren't just sat there for two minutes, silent. Then no, you're going to be about Farrah. Oh, good. Excellent. Yeah. Um, okay, in that case... Let's let's go back to where we were. We'll rewind, and we will talk about Binfield and the FA Vars semi final. Obviously, as I said, it's kind of the elephant in the room. It's it's basically the only thing. Um, it, it it feels like the, the the biggest thing, the only thing really that that we should be talking about, and we probably could do an entire podcast on it. I don't really want to do that because I don't want to get ahead of myself as much as um, you know. It would be really easy to talk about the ifs and the buts and the what have you there's a tiny bit inside of me that just feels like what if I jinx it am I going to blame myself if it doesn't happen I know that maybe seems silly you know I'm I'm not uh, I'm not a lifelong supporter of the moles um in fact growing up I was I would go into Bracknell Town home and away but um the way that I the way the way that that club um, has has been has been run the way they interact with us as a as a website as, as football in Berkshire, and just the way they are the way the place is when you go there. I just I've got an immense amount of love for it, for them and for the people there, and I just I really I'm desperate for them to win this this weekend. Uh, and I, so I don't really want to talk further than this weekend, but um, obviously. It's been an incredible run for them. They, they started in the second round. Um, they've not played as many games as US Portsmouth, who they are playing uh, on Saturday. They are playing at US Portsmouth. It's another away game. I think it's their fifth or sixth away game in a row. If they, well, I think regardless of whether they, they win or lose on Saturday, they will have not played a single home game in this season's FA Vars. And they have been to Derbyshire, they've been to Kent twice, they've been to Norfolk. Um, in fact, I don't know where New Haven is, that's somewhere on the south coast, I think. Um, that's It's just phenomenal, and I, I'm not aware of, of another run like it. Um, Abby, you've, you've seen a couple of Binfield games this season, are you surprised they've done this well? Not really, no, actually, just every time I've seen them, they're just, I think what it, you just really notice like how much of a team they are I, I, that sounds silly doesn't it but you just you can really see that they are just like so gelled together as a team and they're <clears throat> like very much playing for each other and just like you their their kind of club spirit is just really there within the players you can see and then like you said as well like just the kind of kind of community feel that they have about them you just yeah it kind of seem to be across the whole club and it just yeah it really kind of starts with the team and kind of just filters out really um rob i don't know how much you know about the united services portsmouth um but i, I think it's fair to say uh it's it's not going to be necessarily straightforward they've they've beaten i think they've beaten six teams in divisions above them um speaking to uh I think it's Simon Carter I spoke to at the news, which is the Portsmouth, um, the local Portsmouth paper. Um, he he said to me that the US Port, Portsmouth are uh, a step five team in all but in all but name, um, due to the fact that they were top of the league at the end of 
the 2019-20 season and and realistically with four going up would have been promoted to step five and would have been playing step five this current season so um they've got a very young side um do, do you know much about them i know you you are going for us this weekend which is exciting yeah i can't wait um like like abby i, I saw binfield maybe uh, four times five times something like that in the early part of the season so i'm very keen to see how um if they're playing the similar style and uh you know how how they're um, feel, um, lining up these days, but um, yeah, in terms of uh, US Portsmouth, I know probably as much as I've read about two or three articles this week trying to catch up with um, uh, where they are. Uh, articles in local press and your article as well, Tom. Um, so yeah, you're probably just as well as placed to say uh, this about <laughs> me. But it, um, having looked at uh, the restructure and things coming up in the summer, they are one of the clubs that is hope uh, hoping to play step five next season if the restructure while well, the restructure is going ahead if they're uh, ratified they'll they'll go up and be playing step five next season um and yeah they've they've beaten i think they've played something only played step six teams once in this run and the rest have been step five so you know they're they're well worth their place you know they're they're you don't get to the semi-final of the Vars no. by being, you know, lucky. You've got to get that far. They've gone through seven games or something like that. So, you know, they're a very good side. And, uh, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing exactly if there's sort of any differences between the leagues. I remember asking when we, we did the podcast before, asking players um, who played in, say, the Command Counties and the Hellenic if there's uh, differences between the leagues. And they quite often came up with uh, uh difference in either physicality or skill levels or something like that so i'm quite interested to see what it's going to be like when binfield go up against a team from the wessex league I believe yes. it is. so um in and and so um in in my in my life i've made it my my duty to only buy things from um businesses that support local football league so um when i need, when I need a packet <laughs> of screws i go to tool station um instead of uh screw fix or, or any of the others um i'm yet to know what a sydenham's is though the sydenham's wessex league if anybody can tell me what a sydenham's <laughs> is i will go there and i will use the sydenham's um <laughs> but yeah anyway um Binfield, I think, have have some big game players. I saw there was a a post uh, from Slough Town the other day when um, their co-manager Jamie McClurg played for them. Their midfielder George Short played for Slough, and uh, striker Adam Cornell played for Slough. And they played in the Southern League Division One playoff final, uh, yeah. and it was against Kettering, I think. Um, I was going to say Kings Lynn, but I think that was their promotion to the to the National League South. Um, it was Kettering, and they were two 0 down at half time. They came back to win three two, and it was Jamie McClurg that scored the winner. Not not one to get amongst the goals, but they've got they have they've got some big players. They've got some big name players, and and um, there's a there's a story on our website today by Dave Wright, um, who spoke to the Flackwell Heath manager Marcus Richardson after they were beaten by. US Portsmouth last week and Marcus just fully said he fully expects Binfield to win. I, I don't think it'll be as easy as that, but I, I just, there's one thing I want to, I want to just, um, I want to just say out loud because it's been bothering me ever since uh, I spoke to Simon Carter at the news earlier in the week. I've not seen the story go up yet, but he was asking me about Binfield and I was telling him about various things. And he asked me this question, <laughs> I think I know what this is going to be. <laughs> he, he asked me this question and I I just, he said, 
So, so what what we what weaknesses? What's the weak? What's Binfield's weakness? Would you say? And I just went, I I don't know. I don't, and do, do you know what I mean? This is like clearly, clearly there there's something that. But the times that I've seen them this season, you know that that the game against AFC Totten, who were a division above them in the FA Cup earlier in the season, like was just just an utterly phenomenal phenomenal performance. And yeah, he asked me what their weakness was, and I just thought, I don't, I don't know. I, do, and it, and it sounds really arrogant for, of me to say. I, I, it maybe be worse if it was if it was one of the one of Binfield's managers. And I doubt they would ever say this, um, but it be it would sound worse if it was one of them saying it. But I, I can't think of a weakness within within their side. Not not in their first eleven, and not not even in their in their subs because they've got some some excellent players. That are sitting on the bench, I, I, th- I think, and the, what I what I did get around to saying was, I think this game will be won and lost in the head. I, th- I think um, the team that comes up, comes turns up and deals with it on the day, um, and, and, and I think Binville playing all of their games away will probably help them. They know about the journeys, they know what to expect, and they know what to do when they get there. Um, you know, the, as I say, the, the Binfield guys, I doubt, will thank me for for having that absolute mind block. But I, I think that that actually yeah. is a huge compliment to what they've built there. Would you agree? Sorry, I'm supposed uh, to ask you a question. I haven't I haven't done that. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Tom Rambles on podcast. Yep. Yes, and, uh, yes. Yeah. That's why I wanted uh, to do this. I what I. Uh, um, well, I'd say Binfield are in line to go up again uh, and to step four at the end of the season if everything is ratified. And I, th- I believe they've applied and they certainly are the top uh, team over the last two seasons in the Hellenic Prem uh, on points per game. So they may well be playing their uh, football at step four next season. Um, I saw them against uh, Whiteleaf, I believe, in the FA Cup. Um, they got through uh, the preliminary round. I think it was possibly the second qualifying rounds they were playing. I mean, and I went along to see there, and you could. That's the first time I sort of seen Binfield and saw right. Yeah, there's a, a definite step up here because while Binfield were very much in the game the whole time and very much you know uh, competitive, the Whiteleaf players were um, maybe a, it's uh, maybe a slight level above in terms of physicality, and um, I think they just sort of bullied Binfield a little bit that day and uh, ended up winning two nil. Minfield were very close into it and had a couple of good chances to get back into it. So they were no way outclassed in any way at all. But um, I don't, not knowing anything about US Portsmouth, I think if they can get in amongst Binsfield physically and unsettle them that way, I think that's their best, best chance. Um, but like you say, Binfield have got unbelievable talent coming off the bench and for a step five club and, you know, to have, Josh Helmore coming off the bench like they did the weekend, or uh, and players like that. It's it's incredible, really. The de- when you look at their depth, it's fant- uh, it's really phenomenal. The final part of the- turned into Rob rambles on. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Um, if you can't ramble on on a podcast, I've invited you on. I, I don't, you know, I don't know when you can really. You, your wife's certainly not going to listen to you. <laughs> exactly. Um. Just the, the final part on this, and I just need to flag um, 
here, just in a professional capacity, I work for a business called Reach PLC, which uh, runs a lot of regional uh, news websites. Um, there, however, um, I want to. And the, the reason why I need to flag that is because uh, you'll find out in just a second. Um, I wanted to just highlight the absolutely phenomenal run that the Wokingham paper is on with their back pages, oh, and yeah. and today's. Uh, or, or what is it, Thursday? Depending on when you're listening to it, the the um, the issue um, that was published on or about the fifth or sixth of May, 2021, is an absolute belter. Um, it's full of faces. It's got cricket, hockey, karting. Um, it's got a big picture of Farah, um, and it's got uh, that big famous picture of uh, Sean Moore um, clenching his fist, jumping through the air that Neil Graham took uh, down at. Uh, I've already forgotten. Where. Oh, Long Eaton. I was going to say down at. I mean, up at Long Eaton United. <laughs> it says yes. Moles march on to the Vars semi-finals, and you know. They're, they're doing this on purpose, but the, it, the, the level of quality in these back pages at the moment is, is absolutely amazing. And it just pales into comparison with, with some of their, their competitors uh, and, and what they're putting on the back pages. And I, and I think um, someone who works in, in the regional media, and that's kind of why I just flagged that, because I, I, I just I don't want it to look like I'm having a dig at anyone I'm, I'm i'm certainly not but if if you want people buying papers you know they need to be interesting and and by god the wokenham time the sorry the wokenham paper is interesting uh, and if you if you looked at that newspaper and thought and and, and kind of just walked past it and didn't buy it then um you know fine but i'd be i'd be very surprised if people walked past that and didn't at least take a second look at it and think wow Okay, and there's there's some real good stuff going on, and I, and I just wanted to to flag that out there that the 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 Wokingham paper is doing some phenomenal stuff. Um, a bit of- I just say I have a stack of six just to my left right now, actually, <laughs> only because. Um, so they they ran a they ran a story on us um, introducing our Wildcat Centre at Bucks County. So yeah, I had a little chat with Phil, the kind of great editor there, and he sent a photographer down. So yeah, it was really amazing to have them there, kind of with the launch. And yeah, so I obviously went out and bought lots of lots of papers. <laughs> so Fantastic. Just to, yeah, just. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I've worked with Phil for I worked with Phil a few years ago for for a long long time. He's a he's a, he's a lovely chap. Um, so yes, let's move on. Um, we've got some some silly bits just to finish off with. Um, hopefully, people have enjoyed this podcast. We will certainly do it again. Um, I wanted to just uh, something that came up the other day. I think Abby, you you asked us this in our in our uh, chat, um, yeah, and and uh, it comes down to player nicknames. Uh, I've done a little bit of research for you. Um, you are, I believe, you asked. Why is Sean Moore called Sean the Prawn? Yeah, and I, I believe he is self-styled Sean the Prawn. I believe that's what he calls himself. I could be wrong, but that is what I—that uh, is—I asked the question uh, of uh, someone who, at the club who shall remain nameless at this present time, um, mostly because I can't remember. Um, <laughs> yeah, I believe it's self-styled. So I mean, controversial, but are you allowed to nickname yourself? Yeah, like if you can <laughs> nickname yourself. Like, what would you call yourself? Because, I mean, that would just be, you know, I mean, call myself the Maiden Ed Vardy. But I don't <laughs> think that uh, that would really be apt. <laughs> I, I think if you can score goals from a 30 yard, you can call yourself what you like. 
Yeah, yeah to be fair, um, it's Sean. He can have it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it's what Sam Barrett walking around calling himself. Do you think that if, he's, if, if it's thirty yards, Sean scores from, and, and Barrett seventy yards? I mean, does Sam Barrett is he Sam Barrett just walking around calling himself the king? Yeah. No one can hear him from 70 yards away. He can say what he wants. <laughs> He's in a different postcode at that point. Is he, is he going around going, I'm, I'm just the one? I'm the one. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. What, yeah. Deliver what's... that by, by letter. Talking of, um, <laughs> talking of Maidenhead, Neil Maskell, our regular contributor, um, fired me over some excellent sample nicknames from, uh, from the Maidenhead United team. Um, assistant manager Ryan Peters is known as Payo. Don't know. Don't know why. But they get better. They get much better. Um, George Wells, guess? Uh, not Wellsy. Wellsy. Wellsy, yep. And, um, <laughs> Nathan Blissett. Oh, just Bliss, surely. Bliss, yep. Yeah. Bliss. Um, oh, wow. They've really got, spent a long time on these ones. Yeah, they've, they've done really well there. Um I, I, I also, uh, this isn't necessarily a nickname. It was just something I started doing. Um Every time uh, Max LeShock scored for Woodley, I wrote LeShock and Awe. I think it was on any tweet that I was at a game and he scored, I would just write. I think sometimes I'd capitalise it, sometimes I wouldn't, depending <laughs> on how cold I was. Um, I do have some responses. I did put this on Twitter last night, and there's a couple of good ones. Um, I've got Datchet FC, DVFC. I think this is my favourite one. They say, um, our ex-keeper and club member, Dr. Phil, He's a train driver, not a doctor. In fact, most of us can't remember why he started being called Dr. Phil. If you say <laughs> Phil, no one knows who he is. If you say Dr. Phil, they do. We even put him down as the club doctor for official matches. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Great. That. Um, occasional contributor, Alicia Povey, says uh, squish. I presume because it rhymes with lish. Yeah. She says uh, squish because apparently non-phonetically spelt names are impossible. <laughs> I did have to Google phonetic. No, I didn't really. That was... a. Uh, that's, that's a joke. Uh, Abby, do you have a nickname in your team? Uh, not that I'm aware of, no. People okay. shout at me. Well, oi. <laughs> I don't, there might be some nicknames that I don't know about that they don't tell me. <laughs> I'd go with Bruiser. Oh, yes, that probably is accurate, to be fair. <laughs> Mostly because I'm either covered in bruises yes. or inflicting them. Yeah. Probably, if you ask Kira, she'd probably call me that. <laughs> I may or may not have accidentally headbutted Kira once so hard that she had a nosebleed. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right i've seen kira do much worse on it <laughs> um we've got nev g swift at nev g swift on twitter he says we had trigger obvious reasons not sure what those obvious reasons are. is that because he's thick i'm thinking of only fools and horses there <laughs> yeah um and baby shep as his brother shep already played for us nice um George Short, Binfield's George Short, always never short of a thing or two to say, George Short, says, uh, second mention on today's podcast as well. He said, Gulag at, uh, um, I've completely, I was going to say John Thompson. It's not the right, no, Thompson I mean, Jack, Wheeler, Jack Thompson Wheeler. He said, Gulag at Jack Thompson Wheeler. Um, I'd, I'm assuming that that is a COD reference. A COD. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Call of Duty. Okay. Uh, so if Explain. you uh, if you if you die, you go to the gulag, and then you can uh, fight one on one with uh, an opponent to uh, get you back in the game. Okay, I'm assuming that he's just awful at COD. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Well, we, we can we can make some assumptions about about why. Um, <laughs> Pringle uh, at Big Pringle on Twitter. If anybody wants to go, I think I might follow him. Um, he says <laughs> he just says Watford simply because someone else in the team has the same name, so we just pick the team he supports as an alternative, and it's stuck. 
which I which I quite liked. Um, I did have some on Facebook. I'll just see if uh, if I've just got the time just quickly to. Uh, I put um, I put this same post in the football memories Facebook group. Um, let's see. You know, uh, I like that logic of the team thing, but it actually wouldn't work for us at S4K because we've got Claudia and we've got Claudia, and yes. Claudia gets called CP. But if we use that Watford logic, we'd have to call her Chelsea, but that wouldn't work either because we've also got a Chelsea in the team. <laughs> yes, that's, and I'm not sure yeah. Claudia supports a team, so yeah, no, that wouldn't Going work for us. Round the uh, <laughs> round the whole team, changing everyone's name to make the initial nickname work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can't support Chelsea. We've got a Chelsea. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Everybody has to change their team as they join. That that would be annoying. I think um, um, that could have been a potential like um, out for me as well. So that, that was one of the first questions I got asked when I was kind of added to the group, like, who do you support? I was like, I'm a Reading fan. They're like, yeah, that's fine. You can stay. <laughs> <laughs> what would not have been acceptable? Uh, well, I don't know, really, because we've got a lot of mix of fans. We've got yeah. like Liverpool fans, United fans, Fulham fans. So I don't really know like what I would have had to have said for for me to be <laughs> not able to be in the team. The, I'll tell you what, the Fulham fans in that team are the worst. <laughs> I agree. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, tell me that. I was just trying to think. I, I did. I thought I'd written this down somewhere else on social media, but I can't find it. So, um, if I've missed out any really good ones, I do apologise. We'll talk through those next week. Something. Um, I say next week. Should we do this next week? Yeah. We'll have a go. We could have a go. Um, in that case, then for next week, something to think about. And if anybody's listening, they want to provide uh, some examples here. I, I thought about, and this 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 stems from seeing a chap called called Roy Gums. Uh, reply to a Sloughdown tweet on Twitter, and I was completely reminded of how much I hated seeing Roy Gum's name on a team sheet. He was a striker, I think, for Beaconsfield, and I think he did play for Slough as well. But you just knew when you see all Roy Gums on the team sheet, you were in for a torrid afternoon. Um, so this was, this was players you hated to see on the opposition team sheet, and I can add to that, and I've actually said this, I was going to say to his face, but I told him this over the phone, Yashua Romeo, um, ex of Marlowe and Maidenhead United. Um, there's a whole interview I did with, with Yash uh, a while back, and I said, I used to hate seeing your name on the team sheet, because we'd always lose if you were playing. Um, and it was it was really is it any anyone any of you guys should we should we hold this for next week or have you got any examples yeah, that, that come to you, mind? Going on on the uh, Yashua Romeo, I he's the, a coach now at Thatcham Town, yeah. and uh, just before lockdown kicked in, I went to see Thatcham play um, in the league game, and uh, they gave away a penalty and had their goalkeeper sent off, I think, for dissent potentially in the uh, in the ensuing melee, and. Uh, out, uh, after the second half, Yeshua Romeo came out with the gloves on and had a very able uh, <laughs> 45 minutes between the sticks for Thatcham in the league. So, yeah, uh, he's not just a striker. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he's a jack of all trades. So there you go. I was going to say master of number. That's in, Given what I've just said, that is not true. Exactly. Yeah. Master of all, perhaps. Master of everything. He was, he was, yeah, no, he was more than competent between the sticks. <sighs> and, you know, that's step four, so. Fantastic. Well, Abby, Rob, thank you for joining me today. Um, we, I guess, I've enjoyed this, so I think we might do this again next week. Um, we'll find out whether anybody listens and whether they enjoy it as well. Um, Rob's got a brand new microphone. Abby doesn't. Abby's just speaking into space, and Hello. I've got a ridiculous headset. Uh, so hopefully, everybody enjoys laughing at that. Um, this has been the Berkshire Football Stories <laughs> podcast. 
should we call it the Berkshire Football Stories podcast ramble, something like that? Just nonsense. Um, I'd like to, I think, I think all... uh, another podcast that might be, oh, yes, <laughs> that might be big... clashing with. Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll ignore that. We'll just, we'll... I don't know. We'll just, whatever. It's it's whatever it is. But I think all three of us will heartily wish Binfield good luck this week. Absolutely. Hope, hopefully this time next week we are looking forward to it. certain other situations that may or may not happen as a result of whatever happens this weekend. So um, thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Berkshire Football Stories is sponsored by Berks County Football Club. The Swords are now ground sharing for the 2020-21 season at Binfield FC. If you're looking for your football fix in the area, check out Barks County's fixture list and head down to Hill Farm Lane this season to see local players striving for promotion. You can see all the latest fixtures, results and much more at www.barkscountyfc.com.